Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Well, believe it or not, the year 2024 continues to march on. It feels like it's taking forever, but going really fast at the same time. I don't know how that's freaking possible, but it is. I, I can't believe it's only the third week in January, but yet at the same time, I can't believe it's already the third week in January, so I'm kind of confused, and I'm not even drinking. Well, I mean, I'm drinking a beer because it is our podcast, but anyways, welcome one and all to Real Film Nerds podcast episode number 357 ISS, or should I just go is with uh, me I like as always. There he is, my good friend, the one that wants to live on the is. Mysterious Mike Talent. Well, I, I mean, a huge space fan, Matt, but I don't know if I want to live on the ISS. Uh, I think, I think, I don't know. It, it would be need to visit. How about that? It'd be need to visit. Okay. If you could live on the IS for four months without your wife or your children, would you do it? Ooh, I don't know. Probably not. Really? I don't know, dude. Four months is a long time. That's a lot that's a lot of time of relaxing and getting back into your self and, you know, uh self-love, Mike. That's a lot of self-love. Yeah, well, I don't I I think if I was on the ISS, they'd put me to work. They'd have to. Like you just can't chill up there, man. It's not like going to like a ultimate float tank. <laughs> it's the ultimate float tank, Matt. You can go and just float around. Well, I think you would, I, I want to go up there and just chill, but I mean, I guess, you know, you could still sit there and work on a computer, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So anyways, all right, there you go. Uh, for this week's episode 357, I'll just say it again. We're talking about is Mike, give us a breakdown. Ready, set, go. Okay. I'll give you a breakdown. Uh, but real quick, man, I just uh -oh. had a thought popped in my head. Did it hurt? It did. It did. I don't have okay. a lot of thoughts like this. But you know how uh, Starlink's like uh, satellite based. Do you think anyone's ever brought up like a Starlight uh, Starlink um, antenna for the space station and be like, "Hey, let's see if it works pretty good up here." Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they're using now. Like NASA has like a contract with them. Yeah, they might. I'm not sure, but that the, the, dude, it would be a lot easier to get some good bandwidth. All right, Mike, Google that bitch, because I know if they're doing it, you could figure it out because you internet well. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll Google it a little bit later, Matt. First, I'm going to break this thing down. Please, sir. Okay. So, uh, ISS was uh, directed by Gabriel Cal Perthwaite, uh, written by Nick uh, Schaffer, and... Uh, this movie only has a very small cast, so I'll try and say everybody's name. Uh, Ariana uh, DeBoy, Chris Minza, John Gallagher Jr., Masha Mashkova, Costa Ronan, and Palau Aspik. I'm sure I messed up that last one bad, dude. Anyway, um, and then uh, this tensions flare in the near future aboard the International Space Station as conflict breaks out on Earth. Reeling, the U.S. and Russian astronauts receive orders from the ground. Take control of the station by any means necessary. Okay, so, Mike, uh, I have mixed feelings on this film. Uh, I guess it's the nice way to put it. I love the concept. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm going to do my best not to spoil it, why I didn't absolutely love it, but the concept is fantastic. Um, I thought the special effects were actually pretty good. Uh, I didn't really have anything where I was like, oh, that's kind of janky. Uh, there's some scenes where they're like floating around, clearly they're tethered, and you can really kind of tell that, which is fine. I mean, that's probably the easier way to do a uh, space film is doing tethering than using the vomit comment over and over and over. But uh, uh, I, you know, I had higher hopes for this film. Uh, I wish it was uh, quite a bit better. But uh, for January, honestly, it's not terrible. But uh, 
it could have been better. Yeah, yeah, it definitely could have been better. I think that's kind of sums it up, man. Um, but still, it's January, dude. January is where everybody dumps all their shit. Don't yeah. ask me how the hell we got Beekeeper, though, because that movie was amazing. Yeah, no, Beekeeper was pretty fun. Um, I don't know, man. I I I thought the special effects with the space were, were fine. Um, yeah, no, I, I was, thought they were great. It, you could just tell when they're in the space station, you could tell that they're like being hung by their midsection. You could tell. You could... I don't. I could see the wires without the wires being there, kind of thing. You, you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought the set was pretty accurate to what what it's like on the space station. Obviously, it wasn't a a perfect match or whatever. But I, I liked uh, the the way that they had it set up. You know, it was uh, to me it was a pretty good representation of the space station. I, I think it might have been a little bit bigger than it actually is. But I think it was pretty close. Uh, the one that's one I don't want to say a complaint, but that's one thing I felt I figured I was going to feel like claustrophobic watching this, and, and I really didn't. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That you know, that's very good, man. Did you get motion sickness at all? No, no. But Mike, did you feel claustrophobic? No, no, I didn't feel claustrophobic. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I think they should have played up because I mean, there's. They should play up that claustrophobia because they're out there. I mean, they can't go outside. They can't go anywhere. What they have is what they have, but it made it seem like the space station, you know, there were places to hide. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine there's a little bit of places to hide. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. You see what, you see what I mean? I, I figured that would just would have been something they would have played on a little bit, and they really didn't. Missed opportunity, I guess. Yeah. Matt, what'd you think of the runtime though? You know, perfect hour and a half. I miss 90 minute movies. I really do. Uh, honestly, to, <laughs> to be honest with you, it felt kind of long just because the uh, first part kind of dragged ass for a while. It did. It, it was a little bit slow in the beginning for sure. But, uh, I, I enjoyed that really the, the movie just starts off and you're in space. I like that. Yeah, there's no dicking around. There was no backstory. They're literally already in space. Uh, I guess it's not a spoiler, but they're already in space, and they're heading to the International Space Station. One of the astronauts has been there. One is a rookie, and he's kind of helping around, explaining, and you know, doing like what a uh, a mentor and mentee kind of would, which was I thought was great. I thought that was a great way to open it up. Yeah. No, I I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Um so th- there were aspects of the movie that were pretty good, you know? No, so. that, that's what I'm saying. I There was a lot of good stuff. Uh, there was just a lot of missed opportunities. And I, I don't want to spoil it. We can discuss that, you know, a little bit further on. But yeah, the, the, the story was compelling to me uh, for the most part. I think they should have embraced it a little bit more. The special effects I thought were really good. The acting... I'm not going to say it was good or bad. I mean, it could have been better. It could have been worse. I'm. It was kind of just there. Um, some of the people are known. Um, some of them are not. You know, I mean, did you recognize a couple of them there, Mike? Uh, one of the guys looked like from Game of Thrones. He is. Yeah, one of the Russian astronauts. Uh-huh. Uh, he looked like one of the Greyjoys. He is. Yep. Well, and that's one thing uh, I can talk about. I talked about it on the radio. Um, the Russian astronauts are Russian. They're oh. real Russian actors. They're not, you know, people with American, you know, they're not Americans trying to play Russians. They're Russians. And I love that. I thought that was great. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, that is great. Russians actually speaking Russian and stuff, uh, you know, very authentic. With their accents and their dialects, I mean, that's that's one thing I really liked is they truly were Russian. Yeah, that's cool. Definitely couldn't have made that movie a few years ago. Oh, no. No, sir. I'm kind of surprised they did it now. But, I mean, you know, these actors, as you pointed out, one of them is from uh, Game of Thrones. And clearly he's over here in America now. But I think most of them probably are. Yeah, yeah. That was that was very cool, man. Um, they seem like they're real. They seem like they're real Russians. I don't know. Mike's yawning during his, uh, <laughs> during the podcast. We're in trouble. Uh-oh, uh-oh. 
Well, I, I better get to... What, what, what are you drinking, Matt? <sighs> oh, Mike. Well, thank you for asking, kind sir. Uh, I'm just drinking a surplus of beer that I have that was actually given to me by one of my clients because they were preppers. I think I told you this story, but they were preppers and uh, they stockpiled uh, this delightful brew. And I said, sure, I'll take a couple cases. Uh, Shinerbach. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, they, they moved across the country and they took some with them. But they didn't want to take all of it because they were running out of room in the moving van very quickly. Ah, uh, yeah. And beer's heavy, too. Like, weight-wise. And it was a moving company. And they brought as much as they could fit in their personal vehicles and then said, here. And so I got uh, toilet paper and I got beer. And I really appreciate it, actually. Those are two things I will use. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. Never know when the next pandemic's going to happen, so might as well have some TP. Oh, dude, I mean, it's not like I'm never not going to go poop. That's true. That's true. Now, granted, I don't go through toilet paper like you do with a family of, you know, kids and women and all that. It's just me, myself, and I. And, uh, you know, I light it up only so many times a day. But, okay, I'm going to stop because it's getting gross. Mike, what what are you drinking? All right, Matt. Well, I'm, I'm still drinking another one of those free dive IPAs. They were on sale, so I got a whole bunch, you know, so... So that's what you're going to be drinking for a long time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It was a good sale, dude. They were like seven bucks a a six pack. That's pretty good. That's over a dollar a beer, though. So I'm a little disappointed in you. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's about as cheap as it gets for like an an IPA. IPA, yeah, of course, for sure. But uh, no, and I was going to say that's totally on topic, me talking about preppers and poop. Because, you know, space, I mean, you still got to go poop in space. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. But they got to suck it right out. Well, but what about the hollow, the Wallowitz uh, uh, toilet, space toilet? Uh, I wondered if you were going to bring that up. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, we, You know, the first time you installed it, it was all messed up. You had to go back up there. Dude, I love the Big Bang Theory. That shit is so great. You know, that's one that still to this day kind of bothers me. Oh, we could we could get into it more uh, in the spoiler section, but how um, we're finally just now shooting our own astronauts into space. But God, how many years was it where we were relying on the Russians and their rocketry from, I think, the Cold War, if not older, to launch people into space? Uh, we were relying on Soyuz quite a bit, man. I think it was 2011 was the last shuttle launch, and it wasn't until um, what... Uh, 2020, uh, I think May-ish, that we had the first uh, like test flight of humans on, on a SpaceX rocket. Yeah, and now they're using SpaceX not so much routinely, but they're using SpaceX exclusively instead of Russians now, correct? Uh, that is correct, yeah. They, they, have, uh, they ferry up astronauts every six months or so, and then they ferry them back down. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. the other crew. So, like, they send up, like, a capsule, they drop off some people, and then the old people get on the capsule and take off. So, it's real packed up there for, like, a couple days. Yeah, to prep them and get down. Yeah. Now, are they doing just Americans, or are they doing everybody like uh, the, the Russians were doing for us? Uh, they're doing uh, more, like, kind of everybody. So, there's been different uh, astronaut agencies that have gone up on it so far. I think it's like uh, Korea and Japan, and so like there's been there's been different people. So it's it's it truly is kind of a taxi. I think the crews are about four four people, huh? And uh, they just go up and down with people, and then they have like a little like a like a trunk kind of thing that they can bring that can bring like a whole bunch of gear and stuff with them, uh, like resupply stuff. So they bring that and then, but I think, I guess they have to jettison that when they come back down because it's, it's not heat shielded or anything. So they bring that up and, you know, do a lot of things. And then they actually have just supply missions where they just send up a capsule full of stuff. Yeah. That's, that's one of the most common rocket launches. Um, 
over there for as far as going to the space station. But yeah, uh, just for our listeners to know this, uh, if you can't tell, Mike absolutely loves space in all shapes, sizes, and forms. So he really pays attention to all this stuff. That's why we're getting answers so quick because he doesn't have to look it up. He knows all this stuff, and that's why I'm asking. But uh, Mike, I have so many more questions I would like to ask, but I'm going to press on so that I can ask them in the spoiler section. Uh, Mike, uh, what is this week's just incredible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay on the, the, the poignant topic. So this relates to the movie, kind of. Uh, what do you call a fish that lives on the International Space Station? Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Mm, let me drill into my head. Think what would be very punny. Uh, flying fish? Close, dude. A space bass. A space bass. All right. All right. Instead of a sea bass, a space bass. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny. No, dude, it's very topical. You're you're really doing good with keeping the dad jokes to our uh, f- uh, film topics. It's uh, That's what, like two or three in a row that you've done that now? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like third one, yeah. Yeah, I think Maybe it's, it's a new thing a for the year, dude. Maybe that should be my resolution. Hey, good luck with the next one. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Well, no, actually, it'd probably be pretty. Well, I don't know. I don't know about easy, but uh, it had to be a dad joke about basically the apocalypse. I think, but I think you could do that. I th- I think you could swing it. I think you could swing it. Anyways, okay. All right, Mike. So uh, I looked it up uh, to toot my own horn, uh, just because I was so freaking curious about this. This was before the movie even came out. I just was deep diving into IMDb. And but I found it. Uh, I'm gonna still have, and I gave it to you. But Mike, how does this film that only has six actors in it total <laughs> relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt. Uh, like you said, you you gave me this one, so I didn't really even go hunting for it, but. Uh, we have one of the stunt uh, crew, uh, Matt Sweeney. He uh, all, uh, also worked on the MCU uh, Marvel and Ant-Man, or no, sorry, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, that's one of like three I found because I just kind of fell down this uh, hole where I was like, dude, there's only six people. There's no way in hell we're going to find an MCU tie-in. And then... All of a sudden, I started getting into the special effects and the digital artists, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at the stuntman, and I just I just was very curious if we were going to be able to do it or not, so you're welcome. Yeah, dude. Thanks. Thanks a lot. So, all right. Well, we are now officially in our spoiler section. Uh, I would love to keep asking Mike questions about space and NASA and all those things, so I might do that a little bit. Um, here, Mike, do you think they're going to keep the International Space Station going and they're going to add to it? Or do you think because of the relations between the various different countries here on Earth that we might get something more like this film and the ISS might not be no more soon? What do you think? Well, I think there's always plans to not uh, maintain it for uh, like to not maintain it forever. But it seems like they keep just pushing that back. So I think in classic, uh, almost like government fashion, they're just going to keep like extending and delaying and delaying. So I think it's going to keep going on for quite a while. Now, whether we have Russian rockets docking to the space station, I don't know. But I think a lot of the work and the different things is going to still keep going on. I feel like it might even get busier with our recent push to try to get to the moon again. It it might be kind of like a layover spot for people on the way to the moon. I, I don't know. Like uh, it could be kind of like a, a midway kind of like, Hey, you got to space, take a breather before you get on your little cruiser to go over to the moon. 
Well, honestly, I mean, I think it's smart to keep adding to it and building to it and literally have a space station because that's one of those things. Yes, it's science fiction. We see it in films all the time, but where you just get that rocket up to the station and then there's basically transport vehicles that can take you to the moon or take you to Mars or do whatever because then you don't have all that other shit you have to deal with. You just have that vehicle and you know... Mike, being in a vacuum, you can have literally like tinfoil walls if you have to kind of thing. Not that I'm saying they're going to, but it could. It, I think it's a smart thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's just a matter of fairing people and stuff. Uh, the the moon, like we're, we're going back. I don't know exactly where we're going to get back there, but uh, it it recently got pushed back. Some of the stuff that NASA is working on the, uh, Artemis uh, program got delayed. Well, well like, dude, you saw what happened in the news, man. Shit kind of went South recently. Yeah. Well, it got delayed by like 11 months or something. So it's like the next mission was supposed to do like a, uh, it's going to be manned, but like they just kind of go by the moon real close, check it out, make sure everything's good to go. Kind of like the Apollo missions. Like yeah. how the first, however many Apollo missions were basically testing everything to make sure it would work. Yeah, yeah, just just like that, and then and then the third one, uh, they're supposed to land on the moon, do some stuff, and then come back. But they're also like depending on some rocket uh, vendors like SpaceX and uh, Blue Origin. So we'll see see how that stuff shakes out too, because SpaceX is still trying to get their Starship up and running and that's one of the things that's supposed to be able to ferry some people and and stuff back and forth to the moon so we'll see well mike we could talk about this shit all day because i find this stuff very fascinating i don't study it and follow it as tight and as close as you do obviously but uh i've been to several air and space museums i remember as a kid going to one in new mexico where they had all kinds of models of space stations that they were working on. Now, at that point, that might have been the International Space Station back then, at least a concept of it, because I was quite young. So the space station they would have had up there would have been the mirror, and I know that guy is no longer in service. Yeah, that is correct, Matt. I'm not sure if it burned up or what's going on, like where it's at, but uh, yeah. That's that's for sure. That's that's no longer operational. That, that and that's why I'm it, thinking that's what the model was when I was a kid. Because I mean, I was young. I was like probably six, seven. And the International Space Station is for us has been around forever. But uh, well, for the younger generation, I guess forever. But for you and I, you know, we remember the mirror and we remember no space station. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. We we basically they built the space station during our lifetime. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, anyways, okay, Mike, let's talk about this this movie. Um, I'll just jump right into it. The most disappointing thing that really turned me off on this whole fucking thing is the ending. I thought the ending was just blah. It was terrible. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, the ending could have been better. Uh. I thought this movie was going to be more suspenseful and more like a horror in space, but it really wasn't like, right. Yeah. It was like some buildup, like there was some decent buildup to something, but like it never really happened. And in some ways that's good. Right. Cause it's like, these are a bunch of scientists trying to like off each other. So like they're, it's kind of like big nerds, man. It's like me and you going up, up, to space station and being told to like eliminate each other like what we don't really do this stuff we we check out mice and we look at microscopes and we log things and we're the top of our game because you can't not just anybody becomes a you know a space astronaut you know like i i don't know i don't know mike i could murder some bitches yeah Oh, maybe, 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 uh, maybe it's it's you that I don't need to be up there. I don't think I could murder you though, Mike. You're my friend. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I did think that sending the guy in a wild goose chase, uh, the commander from the American team, 
and then hitting him with the arm. I thought that was actually something that could happen. And that oh, was actually definitely, definitely. That was yeah. kind of a smart move on on those other guys. Well, and that's one thing I like is um, I liked about it is that they didn't use conventional weapons once they found them, and they didn't even think about using the kitchen knife at all until it was in front of their face. You know, they're using whatever they can find around them, and I kind of like that. But probably the biggest buildup and payoff, which I thought was decent, was that um, the weightless fight between like the two commanders, basically. And it's kind of stupid that they killed each other, but that was kind of like the biggest like battle royale murdering kind of thing. Yeah, that was. But the one thing I thought was silly, and I t- I saw it coming from a million miles away, is when they like knocked the commander or whatever away. They're like, he's gone. I'm like, no, he's not. He's coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. There's it, no it, way. Yeah. It, 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 and then there's all this drama. And then the one guy doesn't tell the girl about the pod zero. Like, the one guy just went nuts, dude. It was real weird to see. Like, he just lost it. The the one American astronaut. Yeah. The, uh, the guy like, that came up with the rookie. Yeah. The, the yeah. younger one. He just kind of snapped. Um, yeah, he snapped in a bad way, dude. Like he's not like, I don't know. It was, it was bad. Yeah. John Gallagher Jr. Well, you know, my theory on why he snapped was because I truly believe he was intent just trying to knock the Russian girl out, not kill her. And I think when he realized that he, her skull like caved in, like he felt it, he's like, oh fuck. And I think that's what caused him to snap. But that's my theory. I think he was already snapped. He oh, you think so? To, okay. Yeah, I think he was willing to do anything. It was interesting because it just seemed like he he was immediately like, "Hey, if we got this order, so did they." And like he was immediately like trying to, I don't know, figure out what was what they were thinking about doing, and just I don't know. It was it's pretty intense. So. Uh, John Gallagher Jr., he is known for mostly television, but I did recognize him from uh, a TV show I really liked watching called The Newsroom. That movie, that that TV show was awesome, but he's also from 10 Cloverfield Lane as well. So he's fairly well-known, not like big-time well-known, but uh, he was in Westworld as well. So anyways, oh. um, I have to say one thing that was probably the most terrifying thing to me was when our commander is outside of the space station and he's trying to work his way around and you see him and the back is the earth and it's just red it's just all nuclear fucking holocaust and i'm just like that is frightening right there to me Oh yeah, well I mean, uh, they 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 played that part out perfect. When he came out there, he's all, "Hey, um, make sure nobody looks outside the windows." Oh, dude, it was crazy. It was absolutely insane, and I think that's the biggest disappointment I have. Is I was really hoping they were going to play that up, and again, uh, not trying to spoil the ending or the film, but but I I wish there would have been them at least getting to Earth successfully. And seeing, even if it was 10 seconds of this nuclear holocausted, like, Earth, or they get down there and everything's, like, they land in New York and everything's just wiped out. You know, there's no one left. Yeah. Well, so I get I get why they did what they did. Partly because of budget, man, budget, I think. of course. But at the same time, also your imagination, dude. It's more terrifying to be like, "Well, where are they going? This is it's terrible." Oh, they're fucking going to Earth. But the question is, what's left and how much? And yeah, I mean, I I understand what you're saying, Mike. But I still I wanted a little bit more resolution, honestly. Just a smidge, just a smidgen. Gotcha. But like you alluded to earlier, they start in space, they end in space. It's in space the whole time. Which I thought was really cool. I thought that was a cool way. I like how they like started in a rocket launch essentially, and then like it's a new astronaut within a veteran astronaut, and like kind of showing them the ropes. Like that was a great way to like start the movie. Oh no, dude! I just there's a lot of potential here, and I don't think they capitalized on it. 
um, budget constraints could have possibly been a part of it, but I don't know. I, I just, I guess I just had higher hopes. I had more of that thriller kind of horror sensibility that I wanted to, and I know you definitely wanted it. Hell, I talked to my mom and my nephew about it and they, same thing. They, they're like, it didn't really feel like a thriller or scary or anything. And I'm like, oh, my nephew had a good point. He pointed out that it possibly was even the score. Oh, yeah, it could have been the score. But I, I just feel like it had a lot of, like, kind of low, like, yeah, maybe it was the score. Oh. But that's okay. Speaking of scores, Mike. Ah? Yeah? Oh, dude, that was that was a good one. Was that good, was a good huh? one. Yeah. I like the eyebrow raise, Matt. That was good. I know. I know. You like my, my single eyebrow raise. Uh, Anyways, I've been doing that, like, my whole fucking life, too, huh? Yeah. I don't notice it, but I, I do do it when I have like, you know, I don't. Anyways, I'll stop. I'll stop. You're going to, you're falling asleep. I can see your eyes. They're shut. Mike, how many reels do you give the, the is? Uh, I'm going to give it a uh, two and a half reels. It was, it was all right. Um, there were a lot of aspects that were pretty cool about it. It just, it, it could have used a little bit more. Well, all right, Mike. Um, this is a first for 2024. You ready for it? Uh, same? No. I am below you. I give it a two. Oh, wow. That is that, that is crazy. That's crazy. Now, I know you've gotten soft in your old age and breeding, but uh, you're still pretty harsh on most films. And I, I, I'm a two, man. I, I really just... I, I, it's, it's okay. It's an okay watch. Everyone that I know that asked me about it is like, should I go to the theaters? I'm like... For the special effects, sure. Uh, the the seeing the Earth that big and all that other shit is pretty cool, but for the most part, I'm telling people don't waste your money. Stay home. You know, it'll be out on streaming. Watch it at home. Yeah, man. You can go see Beekeeper if you're looking for some entertainment. Oh yeah, dude, definitely go watch Beekeeper. That shit's great in the theaters. So speaking of the theaters, Mike, we are not going to the theaters next week. Uh, that works out good for me because I got a comedy show I want to go to, but um. I have already watched this movie. It came out in November. It is a Netflix original. Uh, I know you have not seen it yet. I watched it over the Christmas holiday, but I don't know if it's going to get any Oscar nods. And we're kind of in that period where we're waiting for the nominations to come out, which actually is tomorrow, Tuesday, January 23rd. They're coming out at 530 in the morning. But uh, uh, I'll talk about that later on the radio this week. But uh, Mike, we're going to talk about Julia Roberts Ethan Hawke and Mahershala Ali's latest film, Leave the World Behind. All right, Leave the World Behind. Um, spoilers, I enjoyed this film. Okay, all right. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's kind of a end of the world apocalyptic, right? Uh yes, kind of. Okay. I'm going with kind of. Well, I I don't know much about it, so I'm looking forward to watching it. See see what it's all about. Yeah, it came out uh, December 8th, actually. I thought it came out in November, but it it came out in select theaters in November, probably to try and get a little bit of that uh, that Academy Award gold. But um, I liked it. It's uh, directed and written by uh, Sam Esmail, who did uh, Mr. Robot. And so I, I really like him. I really liked Mr. Robot. I thought that was fantastic. He deals a lot with technology. And if that's any hints for you, Mike, it is technology based film oh. oh well then i'm gonna love it yeah i think you're gonna really really like it um ma hinch already watched it as well but she's gonna watch it again i'm gonna watch it again this week because i liked it i thought it was good i have no problem watching this a couple times over especially the cast dot amazing cast yeah you'll have to tell me if you spot anything different but we'll, you know during the pod i will i will so other than that uh you know, I don't have anything else other than asking Mike a million questions about space, and I don't want to do that to him. Okay. Well, you know, I don't mind talking about space. It's pretty neat. There's a lot of stuff going on with space, and it's been a while since we've been able to say that, so that's really cool. About time, right? I mean, it really, it felt like they shut down the shuttle program and everybody just lost interest until SpaceX really started doing some wild shit. I, I mean, there were people that I know didn't give two shits about space, didn't really care. But the instant SpaceX successfully landed their booster rockets back on Earth, like 
fucking everyone was talking about it. I thought that was amazing that we had that revitalization very much of the like the space shuttle or even the Apollo time where everybody was talking about it. That was so great. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's really good. Uh, the cadence of the launches has increased quite a bit. Uh, SpaceX is definitely filling in some gaps and they're doing it for cheaper. So they're, they're kind of like, uh, let's see, they're FedEx for space, man. They get it there on time. You think FedEx or UPS? Uh, I don't know. FedEx or, I mean, to me, they're, to me, those are like the same company. They just have different logos. And colors. Yeah, in colors. I'll, I'll be honest. I get a lot of stuff through the mail because, uh, you know, I have problems. And um, UPS takes care of the packages, at least locally. I don't know about your neck of the woods, but UPS always, the package is practically pristine. Where I've gotten shipped from FedEx where it looks like it was fucking ran over. But that's okay. my experiences here. So, anyways. Well, Mike, I am going to shut my mouth so you can go to bed. Okay, dude, that sounds good. I am uh, getting a little bit tired, but uh, I want to wrap this up for everybody. So um, thanks for listening, everybody, and make sure to follow us on the socials, uh, Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Greetings, everyone. This is Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies. Episode 47. ISS. Gee, I know my alphabet. Hi, Matt. How are you this lovely, drippy, wet, cold, soggy evening? Was that your poor attempt at humor? No. I-S-S, I know my alphabet? That was atrocious. That's almost as bad as one of Mike's dad jokes. (laughs) Hey, look at there, there. I can't do dad jokes. I was a mommy, not a dad. There you go. Yeah, his jokes are pretty bad. That's true. Well, then your ISS mom joke was atrocious. It was garbage. Go back to the drawing board. It was crap. Okay. Okay, I'll go to the drawing board later. Anyway, and I know it stands for International Space Station. Oh, whoopee. Anyway, um... I thought this movie, I was looking forward to it being really um, challenging and exciting and frightening. And actually, it didn't end up that way for me. Uh, I'm not sure. I guess they were accurate with what it was like in the space station. But. I don't know. I was even questioning some of that. Uh, I liked uh, Ariana. She, I think, believe was the main character. But uh, usually I get really uh, creepy when I see stuff that's very claustrophobic. But that this movie didn't do that for me. I don't know why kind of weird maybe they're maybe the space station is more roomy is it matt well next time i go to space i'll let you know oh good you let me know then and uh do they create their own energy solar power i i was thinking they do but i wasn't sure on that either because i'm not scientific Mom, the thing is covered with solar panels. That's what the dude was hanging on to in the spoiler section of the film. (laughs) Well, that's what I thought, but I wasn't positive, so I thought I'd ask, you know. Or was it something else? So they could be up there and continually providing at least electricity for themselves. Right? Right. Of course. That's the only way they have electricity, Mom. They can't run an extension cord. It's a little too long. (laughs) Oh, that would be wild, wouldn't it? A really, really long extension cord. Well, anyhow, 
I expected more from this movie, but okay, I guess I shouldn't have. <laughs> um, the giveaway was right at uh, close to the beginning where the very smart guy, Gordon, who was the head of the whole thing, American crew, and he goes out to fix what was wrong. That didn't make any sense to me. And then you figure out that, oh, wait a minute, they do that because they, the Russians were told to, you know, do away with the Americans, and the Americans were told to do away with the Russians. So, you know, there you go, right? Dear God, so many spoilers. You're just oozing spoilers, Ma. Am I really that bad? Well, oh, come on. You, If you watched the trailer, you knew that, didn't you? I don't, oh, I don't know. Anyway, Ariana, I thought was very good. You know, um, she really was, I think, what most of it focused on. Not so much even the Russians. Um, yes, the girl, and I can't think of her name, Dadgummit. Couldn't pronounce it probably anyway. Um, they both were a pretty good part of it. Um, I liked it, but I I really, you know, once, well, once the first person is taken care of, after that you go, oh, well, sort of what's next, you know. And it wasn't that intriguing to me. How about you? So, Mom, there's literally six people in the entire film, so they're all stars, technically. Well, that's right, but I can't pronounce the Russian folks, <laughs> so I'm not going to say it. Well, you need to work on your Russian, then. I do. I really do. Some of it's fair. And even the 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 girl, uh, her na- first name was, so- I thought they said Maria, but I think it was Mar- Marisha or something like that. Very pretty. Her Dr. Pretty Kira Foster? Smile. Yeah, her. <laughs> <laughs> Whose real name is Ariana DeBose. No, not her. The Russian girl. Ariana's the American girl. Right. With well, the, that's Veronica Vetrov. Oh, w. wow. Vetrov. Okay, I could say that. Ooh, I feel and her good. Her real about name that. is Masha Moskova. Masha. That's what I was. I Googled it and I said, is that Maria, Mariska? What is that? Masha. Okay. Wow. So all six people, Mike went over them already in this podcast earlier in our podcast, mm-hmm. Ariana DeBose, Chris Messina, John Gallagher Jr., mm-hmm. Masha Mas- Mashkova, Costa Ronan, and Pilu Azbik. He's the one I really didn't think I could pronounce. <laughs> okay. <sighs> and... They did very well. They really were were they were the bad guys. <laughs> right? How are they the bad guys? They both had the same intentions. Well, I know they all did. <laughs> they just had different really? countries that they worked for. Right, that's true. And then and what I happened did. in the end, mom? There's one from each that survived, right? So who's really oh, the good or the spoiler. bad guy? Ooh, spoiler. I wasn't going to say that. I can spoil it as much as I want since we already spoil it in my podcast. So, well, bleh. big bad spoiler. <laughs> yeah. And my question is the two of them are in the spaceship. Where in the heck are they going to go and land where it isn't blown up and there's a pothole somewhere? <laughs> well, that's the problem. Know. They didn't end it well. No, they didn't. And I didn't like that. <laughs> I really didn't. Because there were so many, I mean, it wasn't just, oh, you know, a bomb here and a bomb there. I mean, the, uh, that part of it, the visuals of, of the world being bombed like crazy was very good. But it's like, yeah, 
which country is going to have a little space where they could land and then save the world, you know, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I do that, that was it's called an apocalypse for a reason. Very good point. I think it is an apocalypse. So they probably land somewhere and oh my goodness, they melt or something, you know. Yeah. I okay, so. so speaking of things Mahinshaw doesn't understand. <laughs> Everything what? So okay. Ma, since we didn't get to it and I just got the the information today on Tuesday instead of on Monday when I recorded my pod with Mike, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to do the very first uh, Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies giveaway. Now, it's real film nerds podcast, but, you know, you're kind of piggybacking on us, so we're going to do it in here, too. Ooh, piggybacking. How fun. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> okay. Okay, so our giveaway this week, we are giving away... Blu-ray copies of Special Ops Lioness. Have you watched this, Ma? No, I have not. I would if I knew about it. I would if I knew about it, but I didn't know about it, so I wouldn't, you know what I mean. Sounds good, though. It's from a uh, um, writer, uh, director, uh, all-around really good movie guy, Taylor Sheridan, who infamously has done and written Yellowstone. Oh, it's got to be good. Yellowstone's fantastic. Okay, so I just came up with a question that our listeners need to answer, and I still think they should email Mike. So that's Mike at realfilmers.com. Email your answers to my question here. Uh, Mom, please stop talking over me while I do this. Okay. Thank you. Your question that you need to answer is you need to email Mysterious Mike Talent. That's Mike at RealFilmNerds.com. Tell me one show, movie, or commercial that Taylor Sheridan is in as an actor that is not Yellowstone. You got one? Do you know? No. Okay. I have several, but I'm not going to tell people because I want them to write in. So anyways, all right, here we go. Here is the business I need to read for our giveaway for Special Ops Lioness Blu-ray Season 1. Now available on Blu-ray and DVD, Special Ops Lioness is the latest thriller from Yellowstone's Taylor Sheridan. It stars Zoe Saldana and Nicole Kidman as leaders of the Lioness program, overseeing undercover operatives to thwart terrorism and the next 9-11. Based on a real-life program, this three-disc set offers over 90 minutes of behind-the-scenes content, including a closer look at the cast training with military experts. So, all right. Well, you know what you need to do, folks. So go ahead, email Mike at realfilmers.com to be entered into our contest to get a copy of this Blu-ray. Ma, that what do you think? sounds fantastic. That sounds, sounds fantastic. Yes. Are you going to watch it be... now? Yes. You know who else really is in it too is to. Morgan Freeman. Oh, I love Morgan Freeman. I love Zoe too. Well, name one, like one Nicole, thing that Zoe Saldana was in that... then. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm hell old. mother. You love what her, but you don't in? know what she's in? No, but I I did do love her, but I can't remember what she's in. What? Tell me. Uh, well, one <laughs> role that has really made her famous is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Another one that's really made her famous er was Avatar. Oh, okay, okay, right. Well, anyway. That should be really good. Uh, I would be all over wanting to get that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Right, all right in, people. Let's continue on with Ma Hinshaw loses her cookie, not hiccups, <laughs> for ISS. So, uh, Ma, um, how many cookies do you give ISS? Okay. Everybody, forgive me. I give it two and a half cookies. Okay. You always make it seem like you're going to give it a really bad rating and then you don't. Hey, two and a half is not real great. 
Two and a half is a D plus. Uh, D plus isn't that great. Come on now. It's not a hmm. fail. It's not a one. Well, no, they didn't fail. I mean, it was interesting. It just wasn't very, very interesting. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. right. There you go. Okay, okay, so next week we're going to watch the Netflix original Leave the World Behind. Ma, you've already seen this movie. Do you love it? Do I have to say? No, that's why you have a podcast next week unless you don't want to do it and we can get it all done now. Oh, no, I, I've watched it twice, but I'm not going to say now. Well, okay. great. This will make three times then. Okay. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, you must watch it. Do watch it. And it, it's, you know, I think it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, go yes, for it. Yes, it's a Netflix original. That's why I said it's a Netflix original starring that's Julia the, Roberts. That's right. Right, right. And I always love Julia Roberts. Oh, yes. Mom, have you yeah. dipped into your hot toddies a little early today? No, I think I'll go dip into one now or maybe swim in one. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. What else do you have to add? for your podcast of ISS anything, nothing. Are we done? Can I go to bed? I think we're done. And I think you can go to bed now. Okay. No, I got hours of editing so that our oh, lovely listener can hear <laughs> this podcast tomorrow. And Hey, it, it's wonderful. I didn't burp or sniff. I don't think I forgot. Maybe I did sniff. I don't know. Anyway, well, I, I heard you squeeze out a couple farts, which is just rude. Oh, cut that out. I did not. Anyway, yes, uh, go watch the next Netflix original. Not it's the next. It came out in uh, December, I think. December 8th. It came out December 8th. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, it actually well, came out in the theaters uh, in November because I think they were trying to push it for a oh. uh, Academy Award nomination. But it, you know, when they when they say in when they say in select theaters, it's only in you know New York and L.A. So. Oh really? Huh. That's interesting. Okay. That's Alrighty. all they have to do. Just New York and L.A. Wow. All right. Well, to get well, anyway. the, to try and get it in for the Academy Award, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I got that. Because it's Netflix, probably, Mom. They put it out on Netflix. They want people subscribing and paying monies to Netflix. Absolutely. I understand that. After all, it is a business. Oh, Lord. Know. But anyway, I su highly suggest you go watch it. I'm not going to tell you what I think yet. But anyway, yeah. Okay? One of these days, we'll get you so where you, you... You see, this is one reason why I wanted the video on, because then you won't talk over me as much. But you still do it. Anyways... Okay, Ma, shush. I'm shushing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to another riveting, educational Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies. We shall return next week with a, another just stellar podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. Leave the world behind next week. Have a good evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Thanks again, folks. Bye.